It's Monday, July 4th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Commodities have attracted extra interest on Wall Street recently, where investors are eyeing volatile raw material markets to gauge inflation and have been investing in them to counteract the effect of rising prices on the rest of their portfolios. A slide in all manner of raw material prices, including corn, wheat, copper, and more, is stirring hopes that a significant source of inflationary pressure might be starting to ease. Natural gas prices shot up more than 60% before falling back to close the quarter 3.9% lower. U.S. crude slipped from highs above $120 a barrel to end around $106 a barrel. Wheat, corn, and soybeans all wound up cheaper than they were at the end of March and cotton lost more than a third of its price since early May. Many raw materials remain historically high-priced, and there are matters of supply and demand behind the declines, yet some investors are starting to view the reversals as a sign that the Federal Reserve's efforts to slow the economy are reducing demand. Meanwhile, President Biden is expected to roll back some tariffs on Chinese imports soon, a decision constrained by competing policy aims, addressing inflation, and maintaining economic pressure on Beijing. People familiar with the situation say what comes next has been pending with Mr. Biden in recent weeks and that he could announce his decision this week. It could include a pause on tariffs on consumer goods such as clothing and school supplies, as well as launching a broad framework to allow importers to request tariff waivers. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative is conducting a mandatory four-year review of the Trump-era tariffs, A comment period for businesses and others who have benefited from the tariffs will close July 5th, giving the administration an opportunity to calibrate its policy. A plan to announce a tariff cut has been repeatedly postponed, administration officials and trade experts say. The delay reflects the sharp divisions within his administration over the China tariffs. Around the world, several people were killed in a shooting at a Copenhagen shopping mall in Denmark Sunday evening. And according to local police, one person had been arrested. Police said three people were killed and three others were critically wounded. A Copenhagen police spokesman said a 22-year-old man, whom he described as an ethnic Dane, had been taken into custody in connection with the shooting. Police said the motive was unclear but didn't rule out terrorism. Authorities are investigating whether the shooter had any accomplices. The shooting took place hours before British pop star Harry Styles was to play a concert at the Royal Arena, which is located only a short drive from the mall. The concert was canceled, police said. Mass shootings are generally rare in Denmark and the Nordic region, although last month two people were killed and 21 others wounded in a shooting outside a nightclub in Norway's capital of Oslo, prompting a terrorism investigation by police there. In other news, some 17 people remain unaccounted for a day after a huge chunk of an alpine glacier broke off and slammed into hikers in northern Italy, officials said Monday. At least six people died and nine were injured by the avalanche of ice, snow, and large rocks thundering down the slope of the mountain topped by the Marmolada Glacier Sunday afternoon. Regional Governor Luca Zaya said some of those hiking in the area on Sunday were roped together as they climbed. Nationalities of the known dead haven't been disclosed, and conditions were too dangerous Monday morning for rescue crews with dogs to resume the search for those missing or to bring down the bodies. Rescuers said conditions downslope from the glacier which had been melting for decades, were still too unstable to send back teams of people to dig into tons of debris. 
and more than 30,000 residents of Sydney and its surrounding area were told to evacuate or prepare to abandon their homes Monday as Australia's largest city faces its fourth and possibly worst round of flooding in less than a year and a half. Days of torrential rain caused dams to overflow and waterways to break their banks, bringing a new flood emergency to parts of the city of 5 million people. The latest information we have is that there's a very good chance that the flooding will be worse than any of the other three floods that those areas had in the last 18 months, said Emergency Management Minister Murray Watt. Australia's Bureau of Meteorology Manager Jane Golding said some areas north and south of Sydney had received more than 39 inches of rain in the previous 24 hours. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.